So you want to know if you want to watch the Netflix documentary on fire or the Hulu documentary on fire festival called Fire Fraud. So the Netflix documentary does a better job showing what happened at the fire festival, the experience, the chaos, the mayhem, uh, the disaster that happened that Billy and Ja Rule created. Fire Fraud, the documentary on Hulu, does a better job explaining who Billy is. They show his involvement. They show how he is complicit in arranging the majority of what had happened at the fire Festival. Hulu also paid Billy anywhere from a hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be in their documentary. So Hulu has a documentary featuring Billy firsthand interview, but they're also paying him. Netflix is the documentary about the festival created and produced by the people that were also marketing the festival, Jerry Media. So, my opinion, watch the Netflix one first. If you're going to watch either one of them, watch the Netflix one first so you can see how the festival was and the people that were affected. Then check out the Hulu documentary on who was the mastermind, the con man behind this. Thank you, and enjoy the show. About to go to Fire Festival. Could be amazing. Could be a disaster. Fire Festival was supposed to be the new Coachella, the new Burning Man. Exclusivity with access to premier talent. It was going to be an experience bordering on impossible. What's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Nightmare in paradise. There was no music. They were put into disaster relief tents. People started to have breakdowns. People started to have panic attacks. No idea what they were doing. It was also a health concern that there were people literally trapped on an island. It was a shit show. Just chaos and anarchy. It's a great time to be a con man in America. Whatever it takes, we are all in. And let's go and make this happen. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Fire Fraud, available on Hulu. This dropped so quickly that there is no Hulu page, there is no YouTube page, sorry, not YouTube, no Rotten Tomatoes page for this documentary, so I don't have any credentials in front of me regarding directors, editors, that type of stuff. Um, I can add any of that information and what my opinions are on the show notes about that. But um, this really, this this documentary is riding off the coattails of all of the marketing that is going for the Netflix Fire Festival um, documentary, which is set to come out at the end of this week. Um, so what is really interesting about the Fire Fraud documentary on Hulu is how they take the different perspectives of the disaster of the Fire Fraud Festival and really illuminate the different the different sides of it. They show the co-founders, they show 
the the co-founders Billy Billy McFarlane and um, Ja Rule, um, how they are involved and how long they knew they they were in deep shit. How I mean they they pretty much knew from day one how how fucked they were with trying to get this festival off the off the ground. Um, I really think this is an interesting documentary because it takes different perspectives from. Uh, editorial magazine um, writers. It takes perspectives from people that were told to post things on social media about the fire festivals. Uh, it takes perspectives from people that actually attended the fire festival, uh, uh, and they even show people that are on the island. I think this really is a well-rounded documentary when it comes to showing the different perspectives. Um, of the disaster. I mean, I'm going to call it a disaster because this is a fucking disaster. I mean, it, it's almost like it, it, it's almost like a forced hurricane disaster, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's like, uh, the perfect storm. I don't know. The technicals in this, I think are really well done, especially the way the story is unfolded, how they show the different perspectives. That's really interesting. The, the, the editing between the different perspectives really work. The uh, editing with the story, I thought, was, uh, you know, done done quite well. Um, considering this kind of dropped on a dime, I was just like, wow, this is uh, quite a production for some, uh, for, for Hulu to have, like, no, um, no hype or no marketing up to it. I didn't even see anything uh, leading up to this. I was kind of leaning towards just watching the Netflix one, but I was like, this is, this is dropping first, let's do it. Um, one thing that's really interesting about this, um, specific documentary is how they point the fingers at social media and how, um, in, how ingrained they are into the culture and how social media has such strong influence and how, Billy McFarlane knew how to uh, how to manipulate that influence to get people to buy tickets for hundreds and thousands of dollars um, to this fake event. Um, this documentary does an excellent job showing how he uh, organized what looked to be uh, an awesome time, but it was really just generic uh, social media engineering and. It was kind of scary to see how all of these social media influencers could just influence the top so-and-so uh, -so percent of people to buy these tickets to, to attend this place, to do this thing. Everyone's going to be there. Everyone who you know is going to be there that, that's performing. You get exclusive this. You get exclusive that. You're hanging out with models, DJs, uh, you know, jet skiing on private islands, that type of thing. And it really shows how they... Are, they elaborated the majority of the they, they they fabricated the entire event up until the event even started and even when they were setting up the event you could tell that it was going to be a disaster and people were trying to tell them um for anyone that hasn't seen this or didn't live through the fire fraud uh, uh sorry the fire festival um disaster you know go ahead and watch the documentary i'm going to start spoiling some stuff behind the scenes the stuff the documents the the nitty gritty of 
what really happened during this train wreck. Um, so, um, also one thing before we hop into spoilers, I do want to touch on how Hulu is really smart with doing this, in my opinion. I think they let Netflix do all of this marketing toward this Fire Festival documentary coming out coming out Friday, but by them dropping their Fire Festival documentary before, pretty much all the Google results are probably going to result to the Hulu one first, um, which is showing how Hulu is using their search engine optimization to their advantage and doing kind of the same thing, kind of manipulating social media in the same way that um, in search engines, the same way um, Billy McFarlane was doing it. It's interesting that they're actually kind of pointing fingers there. The, the creators of the documentary really show uh, how Billy is um, in charge of uh, knowing what people want to want to watch, want to buy, want, you know, what they want. And it's interesting how Hulu was taking notes from Netflix and they decided to kind of take their own moves and drop their, you know, documentary before so that um, they would pop to the um, top of the results. And they're probably going to get more uh, feedback on this documentary than they normally would have because um, not only is it on a, you know, a big topic that people are very interested about, in, but they also are doing this kind of uh, PR marketing stunt, if you if you want to call it that, um, which would have this whole, you know, documentary versus documentary thing going on. So that's what, that, that, that's what kind of drew me to this. It's like, ooh, what's Hulu's documentary versus Netflix's documentary? But uh, so far, the Hulu documentary has been awesome. I mean, I watched the entire thing, and I was like, I was totally blown away. And um, it really, like, makes you... Uh, think twice about going to some of these festivals if you haven't been to one. If if you are, you know, not pervy to the culture, they showed how it was uh, sort of the same as like Coachella and Burning Man and Woodstock back in the day. But um, yeah, it it makes you really think twice about um, how in influential marketing can be. Um, let's see. Anything else? I think let's just hop into spoilers and I can talk about the rest of this uh, documentary in there. Uh, just, you know, the, the they talk about actual numbers, uh, you know, millions of dollars that Billy took. Um, they talk about, you know, if there's any um, criminal time. They talk about um, the repercussions of the fire Festival. And they talk about, you know, what what's kind of going on present day. So, um... Yeah, let's uh, hop into spoilers real quick. Spoiler talk for Fire Fraud right now. Um, one of the most interesting parts about this, in my opinion, was the fact that they kind of point the fingers at Netflix when they are doing the documentary. There's a guy from Jerry Media um, that formerly worked there. There's I don't remember his name. He's, he's, he was a, the guy that was in charge of posting about Fire Festival to Jerry, for the fuck Jerry, uh, Instagram account, the one of the few, like they, they probably named twenty influential, um, me social media accounts, and I could name like two or three off the top of my head. It was like Crispy and, uh, like Fuck Jerry. I was like, who are these other people that people are like following and, 
buying stuff from. I, I, I couldn't name any of these people. And I, I consider myself kind of in tune to social media. So I guess I'm not as, as much as a lot of people are. Or it's a different demographic or something like that. I'm not really sure. But um, the one interesting thing that makes this documentary kind of stand out from probably what a normal documentary would have done, just talk talked specifically specifically about, you know, um, how many months it was leading up to the disaster of the fire Festival. It was a little, it, I would say it was a little shaky on the timeline. It kind of just showed a few months out every every couple months, but there was no timestamp, so it was hard to tell how progressed they were until, how far along they were on the island until they were, um, like, a week out. Like, I would have probably liked having, um, um, like, a eight months out, nine months out, it like, uh, seven months out, six months out, like, a countdown to when it's going to happen, and you don't really get a countdown till about the last week. Um and you only have people talking, uh, and, you know, firsthand interview style, just saying, um, you know, Billy, I don't think this is going to work. You know, you, you can't, uh, you, they show event coordinators. They show people on the Island that are, uh, you know, planners, they show, um, production staff, they show pretty much everyone behind the scenes saying, I don't think this is going to happen. This is not going to work. We were working 18-hour shifts, getting no sleep. You're not paying your workers. All of this, that, and the other. And it, it's just like, damn. It's like, where the fuck? What did you think you were going to do? And he's. it seems that Billy, even to the last minute, was tr- dicking around, still trying to sell, sell more. He was trying to rack up more capital with these stupid bungalows that cost a quarter of a million dollars. And they get there in their FEMA tents. And it it honestly looks fucking terrible what what they set up. It's like I can't believe you would expect anyone to go to this type of event and pay anything over a thousand dollars to go to this. I mean, it looked so terrible and so poorly planned. And it's like, how did you not know to call this off for the week before? It's like it just seemed too obvious. I don't know. It it just I I don't know it. It does do a great job explaining how they wanted to drop this documentary before Netflix's, and they wanted to point out how fuck Jerry Jerry Media is involved in that Netflix documentary, and so it might be having a slightly different bias than this one. This one definitely had a significant bias, I'd say, in painting Billy in a corner, but they really send him off like the catch me if you can character from uh you know leo dicaprio and catch me if you can they they kind of have him like uh you know do they they show his evolve how he evolved from a young boy as a as a hustler really i mean he was kind of just always selling this selling that always making a buck off of this making a buck off of that and they showed how he was at the point of selling tickets for something like Hamilton, tickets he barely had, and he would wait till the very last minute to buy um, buy the tickets to hand them out to to give to people. And when he was having to buy extraneous, expensive tickets, he would say, "Oh yeah, we we have additional tickets for sale. We have we have deals on Super Bowl uh, tickets or something like that." And evidently, it's like he was selling, he was always selling the next product before he'd even sold the first one. And it was always because he was trying to play catch up in the business, and there was always some sort of like new business venture he was always trying to create. And it's like, dude, 
you need to calm down. Like, um, I, I guess since we're in the spoiler section, we know he's in federal prison or federal jail or whatever. What was the difference? I don't know. But um, he's he's locked up right now for I think five years, so he'll probably serve like two or something like that. I don't really know what what how that works either. But um, I I thought the firsthand perspectives of being able to hear from Billy um you know what happened that was that was really good i kind of wanted to hear a little bit more what was going on through his mind like did did you really think that um you know bringing in uh 2 million dollars at the last minute is really going to mean that there's you know there's companies out there that are willing to just bend at your demand you know bend break their back at your demand you know they're willing to do whatever just because you have money and it's just i don't know he has like the self entitlement um to him that really is i don't know it's it's uh it's sad because it seems like he's always trying to play play catch up for the next next thing and he doesn't really have an answer for the mistakes he's made because he i don't think he honestly thinks that he's making mistakes um just based on the way he was trying to answer the the you know the remaining questions that the interviewer had when he was calling them out on has anyone called you a compulsive liar or that type of thing a sociopath or whatever and you know obviously being in that situation he's probably been called a lot of things but um it really felt like he was exaggerating almost everything i mean he was like oh we spent you know 30 million dollars lies um, we spent um, uh, this, that, and the other on bungalows. Lies. And uh, it, it had this like voice over that would come in. It sounded like Siri or something like that. It was like lies. <laughs> I don't know. It was like it was like even Siri was coming in, like calling them on his shit, and it was just crazy. And I, I mean, the fact that we get him and his girlfriend, or I think it's his wife or fiance or something like that. I can't remember honestly, but um, well, I watched it so late last night. Um, so yeah, I was just like, whoa whoa lies lie i was i was like damn <laughs> they are just calling him out I, I couldn't believe there was a documentary that was uh one on hulu two that was interesting <laughs> uh yeah but um three the um fact that they were willing to have uh billy on and they were willing to say call him out on his shit i was just so surprised on that i mean when his girlfriend and him are watching this documentary almost anyone in the documentary is gonna be like oh my gosh um even the fuck jerry guy that got um canned the guy that was running the fire festival accounts and stuff like that um he he's a little salty i can tell i mean it says that he went to go um start his own social media company and I, I i hope he goes and does his own thing i hope he does uh does well because um it seems like the jerry media guys are kind of fucking this guy over kind of putting him down the can saying they have no idea that you know they are misled by the fire festival guy the, you know fire festival company as well um or you know whatever it is um but yeah it it i don't know it looks bad for all the social media influencers that's for sure i if i was like in that position and i was like i'm if they told me to play an ad or something for them um they gave me a certain amount of money it's hard to say that you wouldn't do it because all of these social media individuals that didn't go to the island let's just say that i think the 
social media people that were telling them to go to this fire festival that were only pervy to the um the really good marketing that they they did that considering they weren't even basically at that island um it it seemed like it was too good to be true and it really was and i it sucks because like a lot of people got in a lot of trouble for this because of billy's bullshit and uh uh, people are in trouble, people are unpaid, people are unemployed, you know, it, 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 it became a disaster, and, uh, that, that's where I think the disaster lays, lies, um, but the, uh, the one thing that wasn't a disaster was watching people kind of going through this experience, from a first-person experience, it, it definitely was, a, it, it conjured up a little bit of anxiety, being stuck on an airplane for long periods of time, not being able to get off an island, having, to think, thinking you're going to a five-star resort island or something like that and getting there and so much like there was a disaster and it's like you created your own disaster it's like oh my gosh um it's funny how they had Ja Rule kind of how confident he was throughout this whole thing and it seemed like all he was doing was being the hype man and he was like yo Billy is this gonna really happen and Billy's like <laughs> it was like dang it's like, why are you waiting so long to do this and then taking zero responsibility for the majority of it and then go on a, go on some sort of show and then admit that, yeah, it was my idea too. It's like, yeah, we all knew it was because we, we saw the tapes and uh, we saw everything. It was, uh, it, was, it was too obvious that you were involved and you, you kind of were over your head. So, uh... The side businesses that Billy had going on, really, I, I I had no idea he was all involved in the Magnusum or whatever card that he was creating. It seemed like he was making his own credit cards. Like, what the fuck was that? That seems hell, highly legal and stuff like that. I don't know. Can't be doing all that. Um, but it just seemed like he's always trying to uh, oversell, and that's that. That's really the problem. I don't know. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Rate, share, subscribe, look at our podcast. Check us out, all the other podcasts available on the podcast apps. Um, we're going to be trying to check out the next Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. I'm curious what kind of take they're going to do, considering Netflix, uh, the Hulu documentary actually was discussing the new one coming out You know, on Netflix. They, they lingered to it. They said that... Fuck Jerry is one of the producers in the new one, which is interesting because they were also per, they were also promoting Fire Festival before. So, um, what kind of documentary are you going to get from a marketing team or a producing team that was you know involved in the original disaster? I mean, they you I wouldn't say that you were going to say anything bad about your company, especially if you were involved. Um, I wonder how much of, uh, you know, finger pointing they're going to do it th themselves. Um, that's going to come out within, you know, a week or two. That's going to be a Netflix uh, documentary. So uh, be able to check that out. We can do like a side-by-side -side comparison maybe after the, after the end of that. So uh, thank you for listening. Lucky Dog Podcast. Email us at theluckydogpodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns. Um, feedback if we could get better if you don't like what we're you know putting out and or 
we can improve some way can you know, with a little bit of constructive criticism that's always accepted kind of forgot to mention the donald trump and uh billy mcfarland comparison i think that's a uh, little little much but um i guess you know all these all these movies all these you know types of uh, media that are always trying to make comparisons to today's modern society you know i don't know i was like oh my gosh but uh yeah let's uh prefer to keep it uh i don't know let's try to keep it a little bit more subtle that's it that's really when it turned to something that became like a significant financial crime there are people who help Billy commit fraud so that they can make their money. Somebody would post a question, the question would immediately get deleted. People would message me things like, I sold like everything I own just to go to this fantasy island festival. There were never thousands of acts booked and there were never millions of dollars paid. He's engaging in criminal acts and wire fraud. Billy, should we have any concern about the FBI? Uh, I'm not sure. Someone has got to stand up and say, this isn't real. Some people have called you a sociopath. How do you respond to that? 